Happy Wednesday. It's E, and welcome to this week's episode of Midweek Rise Up. Thanks for all of your support, you guys. It means the world to me. And if you have a minute, go to the subscribe and review section of this podcast. And if you scroll down, leave us a word or a Bible verse that you've been carrying in your heart throughout the week that keeps you encouraged and motivated. I really just want to make this podcast review section almost like an added bookmark for that simple reminder that we're all in this together and that God's got this. So with that said, let's jump into the good news. The word this week is breathe, and 90% of the time, we don't even think about breathing. It's such an involuntary action, and our bodies just naturally do it. But do you ever notice sometimes that your breath is cut a little short? I know this happens to me a lot, especially living in New York City, and especially on days that test the durability of my ribcage. Deep breaths are hard to come by these days, and a breath is the foundation for a lot of things in life, various religions, spiritual practices. You've probably even heard your trainer remind you to breathe if you're lifting heavy weights, or for those of you yogis out there during a yoga class, you'll hear the instructor constantly remind you to breathe in order to center yourself. Without breath, we're dead. I know that's really obvious to say, but I'm, I'm trying to position this from a metaphorical stance as well. In scripture, breath is powerfully riddled throughout the New and Old Testament, starting from Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, where it says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. And in the New Testament, in the book of John, where Jesus says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them. Jesus breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And biblically, the Greek and Hebrew meaning of the word breath can be translated as spirit and wind. It just depends on how it's used in the verse. Either way, breath is often conveyed in scripture as an unseen spiritual essence of power that we can only see and feel the effects of it, not see the actual invisible breath itself. It is God's spirit that gives us life. It is his word that ignites our souls. Just as I mentioned in Genesis, from dust to life, when God breathes on things, that's when things come alive. So how does this apply to us? Put your hand on your heart. Hold it there. You feel that beat? You're alive. You feel that inhale? You're breathing. You're exactly where you're meant to be, doing exactly what you're meant to be doing. God is intentionally and deliberately weaving everything together with deep intention for your life. Inhale that. Hold on to that. And as it is written in Romans 8.28, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So if you're stressed over work or worried about your five-year plan or you're frustrated with a relationship you're in or you're upset over a major loss that you had already counted as a win, or if you're even worried about what people are saying about you behind your back or your reputation, You're not alone. Just breathe. Honor your choices. Allow them to settle in. And let it be. Don't try to fix everything. Rest in God's unforced rhythms of grace. If something is a mess, stop adding your mess on top of it, trying to fix it. You're only going to make it worse. And crisis is in the eye of the beholder. This battle does not belong to you. It belongs to God. So please just stand still. Stand firm. God saw you doing your part. Trust me, he did. And now give him room for him to come in and do his. I know it might not make a lot of sense right now, but it will one day. And I promise you it will. So just praise through this 
and be just as grateful for God's no's as you are for his yeses. And also really pay attention to what is going on around you and how God is moving through other people to help you. It's wild when it happens. And I've had a lot of these experiences in New York City, especially. And one in particular was about a year ago when I was on the six train here in Manhattan and was just having one of those days where my thoughts were so loud, I couldn't even listen to music. And I sat down, I usually never sit on the subway, but again, just one of those days, and this woman sitting next to me on this jam-packed train leaned over and said, be encouraged. Every time the Lord poured himself out, it was during tough times, and we're in them together. Some might view the statement from this random woman as completely depressing, but to me, it was that deep breath I didn't even know that I needed. I felt so liberated after she said that. I love how God speaks through people. It's, it's sometimes a complete stranger or it can be a friend or a loved one, and it really gets your attention. It grabs your heartstrings, and it's not coincidental that God does this. If I would have had my headphones in on that train, I would have completely missed this moment, but instead I recognized I needed some silence for my own mind. We are so afraid of silence. A perfect example, again, here in New York City, if you hear silence, that usually means that something's wrong. <laughs> if you don't hear sirens and people screaming at each other, either you're asleep by the grace of God in a sound machine or the rapture is coming. But on a serious note, don't view silence and time for breathing as a weakness or a waste of time. It's so needed for our mental health. You need to set boundaries for yourself and check in with yourself throughout the day with some simple questions if you're starting to feel overwhelmed. Like, does the situation or do these emotions that I'm feeling, do they add to my light or do they detract from it? There is something really precious about the opportunity to just be still in the Lord's presence and just breathe and pray with gratitude, being thankful for the ones you love, for your family, your friends, the people you have met on the subway trains or coffee shops, and the ones you still have yet to meet. And yes, even for your enemies. But all that to say, here are some quick truths that you can breathe over. One, you do not need anyone's approval. All you need is God's. God gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. What other people think of you is none of your business, and I'll leave it at that. Number two, you have more than you lack. Don't get so focused on what you do not have. One of the more well-known verses to remind us to breathe during times of stress and anxiety is in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. I'll unpack this verse in another episode, but for the sake of this point, visualize this with me. You're standing in a garden, a massive, gorgeous garden. Yeah, kind of like the secret garden, but like on steroids. And you're standing in this garden and you have access to everything except for that one, that one, that one tree, that one piece of fruit. And of course, God puts that tree in the middle of the garden, like in Genesis 3.3. Why? Think about it. When you become so obsessed on what you don't have, it becomes the center of your attention. It stops you right in the middle of your thought, right in the middle of your day, and then you fall into this worldly desperation that you want whatever that is so badly, you'd risk anything for it. Anything. So all I ask is you turn around and you look at the abundance before you. Not the sin behind you, but look at all the amazing things that God has before you, all that he's gifted you with, all that he's blessed you with. 
Embrace that with praise and gratitude. And the more that you do that, the more you'll fuel that grateful perspective. And in turn, the smaller and smaller that tree in the middle of the garden becomes. And finally, reflect. There was this one time where I was going through this really intense decision-making process, and my dad once just looked at me and he's asked, is God ever wrong? And this really hit my heart. No, he, he's never been wrong. God has never been wrong, and he never will be wrong. With the weight and demands of this world, it's so easy to get caught up in the next whirlwind of trials and tribulations, successes and triumphs. But take time every now and then when you hit a roadblock to reflect in prayer. How many times did God not come through for you? Exactly. He always does. It might not have looked how you wanted it to look or went along with the beat that you were dancing to, but he handled it, didn't he? He always does. And when he gives you that breath of, I got this, it's done. He's not wrong. It's done. So move on. And that's such a great reminder to just hold on to those three truths so you can just breathe. And this week, all I ask is that you carve out some time for yourself. I don't even care if it's only 15 minutes. Your brain needs a break. Close Instagram. I mean, close it. Don't close it and then five seconds later, open it back up again due to muscle memory. Put your phone on airplane mode, throw it under your bed, whatever it takes, and just be still. And once you're in this space, grab your Bible. Are you ready for this? Scripture is God-breathed. So when you open the Bible and you read Scripture, God is breathing through his word into your heart, your soul, speaking to you in ways that he knows will get your attention. That's your breath. For those of you who find your spiritual and quiet time through writing, challenge yourself to take it a step further, where you choose a verse that you carry with you throughout the rest of the week, that when you need a reminder to breathe, you recite that verse to yourself. If you don't have any idea what I'm even talking about, then just sit with me for a minute longer and we'll do this together. So I'll choose Psalm 31, verse 6 through 7. And you can choose whatever, you know, Bible verse that you want, that you love. Um, but I'm just going to choose this one for this example. So the verse says, I hate all this silly religion, but you, God, I trust. I'm leaping and singing in the circle of your love and you saw my pain. You disarmed my tormentors. You didn't leave me in their clutches but you gave me room to breathe. Okay, now, grab a blank piece of paper, pen in hand, breathe, examine this verse or the verse that you chose for this time of devotion with an open heart. Write out why you picked it. What and how does this verse speak to you? Bring it to life for you personally and, and really challenge yourself to do this. Even if you have to put this on pause, we'll still be here when you get back. <laughs> Now take it a layer deeper and ask yourself some quality questions that you might be afraid to even answer. Remember, this is a blank page, so write freely. Release whatever is on your heart. You're not turning this in for a grade, so remove perfectionism from your handwriting and thought process. This is between you and God. He has seen and celebrated you at your best, and he has loved you at your worst. So just really be honest with this. And after you've asked yourself these questions of how you can apply this scripture to your daily life or even for the rest of this week or even for the rest of today, end it with a prayer. Max Lucado once said this brilliant statement, and I love it so much. He said, our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. So with that said, live for today. 
Be excited with where you're at. Shift your mindset. Sure, life is tough. Trust me, I'm right there with you guys. But make the most of it and be so present in each moment. You are full of potential. You are full of purpose. You are full of God's love and mercy. And you are a seed crafted by God, planted for his purpose and growing for his kingdom. And when God created you, he did so with a specific purpose in mind. Honor that. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today, for another day to get it right. Forgive us when we fall short and give us the strength to continue. Help us to remove our focus from being fixated on our trials and instead shift that focus to you. Guard our hearts and minds as we go about our day, siphoning through the noise and distractions. We surrender it all to you, God. You are in control and your ways are sovereign. Give us that deep breath through your word and allow us to boast in our weaknesses because in them is your strength. Amen. You guys are loved. Go rise up. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that these words encouraged and challenged you and postured your heart for the rest of the week ahead. Feel free to share this episode with your friends, family, or on your social media. And in the review section, let us know how we can be praying for you. We're so grateful to have you join us right here every Wednesday on Midweek Rise Up.